Again, they're shooting caps. Hurst is just already in the backfield because of how quickly he got off the football. They think he's come from out of space or something. <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. I'm really excited for this episode today. I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. Before we get into Maurice Hurst, uh, just a word from our sponsor. Have you ever wished you could be an NFL general manager? Well, now you can, thanks to Reality Sports Online, a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy teams like an NFL general manager. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel and features the revolutionary free agency auction room, which mimics NFL free agency, enabling fantasy owners to negotiate and sign the NFL's top talent to single or multi-year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has a ton of other cool features as well. In addition to free agency, like a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automatic contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Test your general manager skills for free at realitysportsonline.com and a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use promo code DD to receive 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. All right, Mike, how we doing today, man? I uh, I really appreciate you joining us. I'm doing fantastic. Glad to be here. Just got back from uh, New York doing some work for Sports Illustrated. We've got a draft show coming up with them, so make sure to look out for that. But yeah, that was fun. But uh, back now to the real world. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds yeah. awesome. Guys, by the way, if, if you didn't know, if you don't follow Mike Renner, which is a mistake you're making, you can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Mike. So, Mike, we're going to talk about one of your favorite players, someone that I, I'm blown away with when I watch this tape, and I know PFF loves him as well, uh, Maurice Hurst out of Michigan. We're talking about a guy that came off this year. He, what, he had 59 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, five and a half sacks. Um, I know his pressure numbers were fantastic. When you watch Maurice Hurst, what's get, what gets you most excited about his game? There's a lot of reasons to be excited. I, I just said the other day, too, I was talking to Steve, and I was like, in terms of elite traits, there might not be anyone outside of like Quentin Nelson who has as many elite traits. So the way he plays with leverage is elite, in my opinion. His first step, his get-off is elite. His agility is elite, and his hand usage is elite. At that point, it's like, I, I don't get... I don't get the people who are down on him. I, uh, the only way you could be down on him is if you think that those, you know, ugly reps on tape against the run really mean anything at the NFL level, which I don't think they do. I don't really care about ugly reps against the run. It's 2018. I want a guy rushing the passer, and he has that more than any other guy in this class by far. I'm so excited you just said that because the theme of this podcast is that it's 2018, and a lot of people are scouting like it's 2002. And yeah. listen, it's all about getting after the passer. And like you said, his get off is absurd. I mean, I, I watched uh, three of his games so far, and I'll probably do a few more just because it's incredibly fun tape. But against Penn State, Ohio State, and uh, Wisconsin, he's he's in the backfield on like eight snaps as the guy's snapping the ball. And someone said to me on Twitter today that that doesn't show get off. That just shows that he's good at guessing the snap. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree with that. I think that's exactly what it is. If he is guessing the snap, then he's incredibly good at it. You know what I'm saying? And then that's he's elite at guessing. I was going to say, like, snap guessers, one, you can tell a lot of times, and it shows up in athletic testing, which I guess he he didn't do it at the combine. He didn't test the combine because of the heart issue and whatever. So that's yet to be determined. But snap guessers also, it is a skill. Like, there are guys who are good at guessing the snap, Michael Bennett being one of them at the NFL. If you're that good at it, like, that's also a skill that translates, I think. So. Yeah, absolutely. And his hand usage, like you talked about, I mean, 
his ability to rip, his ability to get linebacker or sorry, lineman's hands off of him against Wisconsin. The I took a picture and I'm gonna put it up on Twitter tomorrow. But basically, the theme of the game is the left guard or right guard looking behind him and Maurice Hurst <laughs> like three yards behind him, basically just throwing off his hands and and doing whatever he wants. Do you do you think that he's gonna be an elite pass rusher in the NFL? Yes, I do. And the name of the game in the NFL today is guys who are quick, guys who are undersized. Those are the those are the best pass rushers in the NFL today. Guys like Geno Atkins, guys like Jarrell Casey, Mike Daniels, Aaron Donald. You have to be like those are tough for guards to block because they have a small strike zone. They can play with better leverage than almost any guard in the NFL. And they're so fast that you just don't you just can't get that first bunch punch to land where you want it to land. And so all the knocks on him about his size, I honestly think it's like an advantage for him to be where he is. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, his quickness and hand usage makes up for any any other major concerns. I think one of the reasons he has some bad reps is because they put him at zero or one tech, and then he has to fight off double teams, and I don't think that's a strength of his. But you mentioned some of his bad snaps against the run. I also thought he had a lot of really good ones. I thought he was very good at holding his gap. If he was matched up um, one-on-one with a lineman, he could toss him. He would hold his ground. He wasn't, like you mentioned before, getting good leverage. He wasn't getting pushed around. I mean, I I thought he was a pretty good run defender as well. Yeah, we had him as the highest-grade run defender in the nation this past year. I mean, defensive tackle. Like, it, we don't think it's an issue. The double-team thing is an issue for a lot of three techniques, holding up to double-teams. But again, it's like him going one-on-one is a win. for He has so few bad reps going one-on-one against offensive guards, offensive tackles, that the double-team thing, it, it, that's just you give that up for the other things he can do as a run defender and as a pass rusher. Like that's just something that, uh, and I don't even think it's that big of an issue. Like it wasn't, he did get moved off the ball. He, like I said, he does have some ugly reps and his balance isn't fantastic. That's not one of his best traits, but I just don't see how, what he does. Like I said, one-on-one won't translate to the NFL. I think he's still going to be a playmaker. still going to be a guy who has a lot of tackles in the run game. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. I mean, I guess the theme of this is when I'm asking you what's he good at, you're basically saying football. And I agree with you. So, <laughs> If you do have some concerns because no prospect is perfect, let's first address the fact that he didn't work out of the combine because there was a heart murmur, right? Is that correct? I mean, that's 100% the biggest concern at this point is the heart thing. It's like, are you going to draft a guy who's not going to ever play a snap for you? That's obviously. And he had that at Michigan, right? And the doctors cleared him. And the combine doctors wanted him to get it checked out again. And he's very confident that he's going to be able to play. So if that gets cleared up before the draft, that's obviously going to really help his draft stock. And I mean, I don't know about you. I'm not. I'm not a heart doctor, so I really don't know if teams feel. Comfortable. I used to be a heart doctor, so yeah. not anymore though. Yeah, I had now, to get that up. Yeah, now uh, you just you know do windmill dunks on Twitter and just prove that you're by far the best athlete on <laughs> draft Twitter. But other than his health, are there any concerns you have with this game? I will say, like I said, the the ugly reps are there. Uh, I don't know if he's a guy that is going to be in a so a lot of people nowadays like scheme diverse defensive linemen. I'm not sure you want him lining up at nose uh, like he did at Michigan a lot of the time, you know, playing just a side. So you want a guy who can play over a tackle, over a guard, over a center. He's not going to be that guy where he can just play left defensive tackle and you can swing him wherever. You really want him staying at three technique. You really want him staying in the B gap as much as humanly possible. So from that perspective, there are going to be teams that probably take them off their board that are, you know, uh, quote unquote, not not teams I'd uh, say are doing things the right way. If I'd find a spot for this guy. He is that good as a pass rusher and as a run defender. So, yeah, those are the issues. I do think his awareness against the run is an issue at times. He 
you know, he attacks blocks with his head down a lot and he can lose ball carriers even when he is in good defensive position. And with his size, he will get swallowed up versus the run at times. But like, again, these all come with caveats that they're not really that big of an issue for me. And again, most of his issues are in run defense, which God, it's 2018. We said it already. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, we're, we're talking about a prospect, no prospect, perfect. You're going to notice things. I just want to kind of create the or paint the full picture for the player. So I think sometimes, you know, he can overextend on run plays and get run out of the play when he jumps the snap. There are certain uh, snaps like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's great at double teams. Other than that, I don't have a bunch of concerns. One concern that people were telling me on Twitter, and I didn't really see this, but I'm curious to get your thoughts, was that uh, he gets shut down by guards and centers who have longer arms than he does, and he's going to have a real problem with bigger linemen. I know his arms were only 32 inches at the combine. I, I know the ideal is like 33, 34. I mean, I care about a couple inches, I mean, less than the average girl does, so I'm going to live with this one. But <laughs> I, I'm just curious as to your thoughts on this one. No, I will say he wasn't a bull rusher. So like he, guys like Geno Atkins and Aaron Donald still win a lot of the time via the bull rush, and you want a lot of teams want a guy in the interior that's going to push the pocket and collapse it. That's really not him. He wins with quickness. He wins to either side of an offensive guard or a center, not through them. And that a lot of teams see that and say, oh, you know, that's just – doesn't really work as much in the NFL. He's going to be, like you said, washed out of plays, longer linemen. I got to get the hands on him. And he's not going to have that advantage. I still tend to think that with as quick as he is, and like I said, as well as he can play with his leverage and with his speed and with his hands, that it's not going to be that big of an issue. Now I'm in the same boat as you. I, I think it's one of those things where we're knocking him because he doesn't win a certain way. But if that's not the way he wins and he wins in a different way and it's elite, then I don't really care. And it could also be the other thing that is like what I've said about Harold Landry. Always, like Harold Landry always goes to the outside move because it worked for him. Like Maurice Hurst always goes left or right of offensive guards and centers because it worked for him. I'm not sure that he, like I say, with the leverage he plays with against the run, I, I think he could end up being a, a solid bull rusher at the next level. He just didn't have to be in college. Yeah, that's really, I think that's a really important trait to point out. I mean, I said the same thing with Barkley about he bounces the ball outside, but, you know, if you're breaking all those runs outside all the time, why would you oh, not yeah, bounce like, it more? He's been having to do that since high school. Like Barkley, he, he, it, like I said, it works for him. So it's not, it's hard to knock a guy for doing it. So when you watch his game, is there someone that he reminds you of? I've so I've said poor man's Donald. Like it's obviously like you can no, never compare anyone to Aaron Donald. It's like the JJ Watt thing. You don't compare guys to them. But when you say it's like a lesser, far lesser version of him in terms of a lot of the same traits, but just not as quick, not as powerful, not as talented with his hands. So I because I, I don't think uh, all the other sort of undersized guys, uh, their bull rush is like a big part of their game whereas Donald he's good at it but a big part of his game is just winning with that quickness and with his hand usage so I do think he's probably most similar to someone like Aaron Donald and that's a hell of a compliment and it's I agree with you with the J.J. Watt Aaron Donald thing yeah obviously obviously it was like you remember every year in basketball it's like he's the next Michael Jordan and it's like well (laughs) you've already basically made it so that fans can't ever appreciate his game yeah as a longtime Jets fan he reminds me some of Sheldon Richardson I, again, I, I really think three tech is the perfect position for him. I think mm-hmm. he can win with quickness in his hands, and I think you could pick a lot of different three tech linemen in the NFL to compare him to. I mean, I've I've heard Gerald McCoy, I've heard Geno Atkins. I don't think he's the run quite uh, as strong as Atkins is, but I I think that's the kind of player you're getting. You mentioned before that a couple teams will probably have him off their board because of the the position fit and not being able to play zero tech. But if there was a team that you could you could put him on and you think he would be most successful on, what team would that be? Ooh, that's a good question. Um so I, I try to think who uses really like a one 
upfield uh, three technique. Uh, man, um, this one's killing me. Maybe Seahawks would be. I, so now they don't have Bennett anymore. That'd be a perfect role for him because Bennett was a lot more three technique than Edge by the end of his career there. Uh, I know they drafted Malik McDowell, but he might never see the field again. So, uh, yeah, I'd say the Seahawks would be a good fit for him. Yeah, I mean, get him. Plus, you add in the fact the way he gets off the football in that kind of crowd noise, that would that would be fantastic. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, just having him jump the snap with the yeah. yeah. The one that I thought of today, and I have not seen any mention of this, and I'm curious as your thoughts, but the Cleveland Browns have Miles Garrett on the edge, and then they have Danny Shelton taking up basically bodies. That's what his job is. And if they mm-hmm. got an interior rusher next to Garrett, I think you could just create havoc. No, I I, I don't hate it. Like if they if that was they got him at four, I'd be all on board with that. I don't I'm not sure I trust Greg Williams to necessarily. That's the, any, That's, the me, but... <laughs> That's the issue. That's the issue. The issue for me is the coaching. Whenever I, Papa. but it's one of those things where if I could just put those guys next to each other and they're oh, use no, their like skill that, sets yeah. to maximize that's that's one of the ones I, I thought of and you know I, i'm with you and and pff in general this guy's a stud this is a this is a top five top ten player in this and this draft and he's not being oh. talked up that way i i i need to go read someone's scouting report who's like you know has him in like a second round grade or like a third round grade because you go back and read like the aaron donald ones like the nolan Araki where he's got him in the fifth round and it's like comical the reasoning. It's like, yeah, he's a he's a good pass rusher, but I just I don't think he's gonna hold up against the run. And all of a sudden that's a fifth round grade. It's like I don't care if he never holds up to a double team once next year. With the way he can rush the passer, I'd take him top ten. Like that, I just don't care anymore. Like it's not a big deal. Like we'll go watch any Jaguars game. Like they didn't go they didn't go to the AFC championship game because they stopped the run. They just didn't. They didn't care about the run. And it doesn't like it just doesn't matter if you don't stop it if you're that good as a pass rusher. So it's my take. Mike, you're my spirit animal with that take right there. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, it, listen, it reminds me a little bit last year with Deshaun Watson, and I, I guess I'm hitting my quota of talking about Deshaun Watson once in a podcast that has nothing to do with him. But <laughs> last year there were a bunch of people that had first round grades on him, and then his 49 mile per hour thing, and people were like, "Well, now he's not draftable." And I was like, really? You're throwing all that away and that over a radar gun? And this year, it's like, really, his arms are one inch shorter than you want, or you wish he was like seven pounds heavier? Like, it's it's going to be okay. All the other skill sets are still elite. Yeah, comical. It's, it's like I said, I really need to go look at what people are saying and what the criticism is because I don't see it. I just, I've watched all his plays from a season ago, I don't see it. All right, I'm with you, Mike. I just, uh, I just want to thank you again for coming on, man. I, I love following your stuff. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, man, follow me on Twitter at PFF underscore Mike. Uh, I'll be getting after it this draft season. we got a lot of good stuff planned. So, yeah, Isn't your birthday on draft day, too? Like, don't it you is. Celebrate it's always draft? been. No, it's always April 27th. It's always like been like right at or right around draft day. Last year was the first round. This year it's the second round. So That's I a got, sign, I was man. born You're, to do this. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, born to do it. Yeah. That's awesome, guys. He's Again, he's Mike Renner. You can follow him at PFF underscore Mike. I'm Elliot Chris, your host of Draft Daily. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. As always, guys, we really appreciate listening. Thank you. Rich, rich, talking big, talking big, talking big. Double cup, go rich. Double up on the blow, on the blow. Two mil on that I-95. Buy your head, cause it's time to pay tax. Opposition want me dead or alive.